Praise God. Amen. If you hadn't read your lesson, we have a good lesson. It ties in again, amen, to a certain degree of where we at. If there's ever been a time that we need to cry out for Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, amen, simply means to save us. And then the second meaning of that, amen, is how we respond to this Hosanna. Amen, with joy, with with. When in the writer of the New Testament, writer after experiencing the Holy Ghost, because up until this time, to actually experiencing Pentecost in its fullness, amen, Pentecost and experience, you know that, amen, but it, they had not experienced it in, in the power. Yes, the Spirit of God had moved upon man at different times and equipped them to do certain tasks that they were called upon to do that they did not have the ability the skill or the energy of the strength to do within themselves but God would move such as with Samson and others and give them the power and the ability to overcome the elements of the enemy that was warring against them or hindering the will of God and the will of the Father and so likewise here is, is we're going to see that uh, that the prophet that was given to us of how to respond and how they was instructed to respond unto Hosanna. It's very important. And so we're going to focus on that, but likewise, we're going to focus on worship. Amen. Worship is very important. And the lesson talks about that. So we're just going to try to just dive off into it. It is pretty lengthy. I've done my best to try to downsize it as much as I can, but I'm not promising nothing. We'll just see. And uh, we don't want to be uh, a burden. We don't want this to be a burden to you, but at the same time, want it to be a blessing. And uh, if you haven't read your lesson, I'd encourage you to go do that. And, amen. At some time today, tonight, and uh, study it out some areas that we may not have a chance to address. So Hosanna, amen. The focus thought simply goes this way because Jesus is our King. Bible calls him the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And, but the most important topic, the most important thing in mind in your life today, have we have allowed him to be our King? Have we experienced him as a King? Have we experienced him as the Great Shepherd? Have we experienced him as the true Savior? Amen. Because I promise you today he really is. And I'm telling you we're, what we're facing today and what we're having to deal with, amen, helps unveil and helps us to come to this realization, amen, that we won't allow fear, amen, to be what controls us. We'll respect it and we'll understand what's going on around us. But I'm telling you, uh, the, the coronavirus is not keep, keeping me up at night. I can promise you that. God's got it. God's got it. God's, God's, God's not blinded. It didn't catch him unprepared. But neither is any other elements as we look around us. Amen. Just as the disciples heard the Lord loud and clear to make their way to the other side. And as we, we you know, deal with the weather here this morning and some very concerned about it and rightly so. But we know we're just depending on, and I made that clear to them, we're depending on his grace and mercy to shine upon us here. Amen. It's not our goodness or power and nothing but just simply his goodness and grace that will give us the, the window that we need here this morning to keep the weather in a place that, that we can have the service to exalt to magnify but that's the only purpose the only reason that we have gathered here this morning we didn't come for any other reason we didn't come to show off our automobiles we didn't come to show off our new dresses I just wonder how many went out and bought new dresses and new suits and all that for this Easter <laughs> hallelujah you're going to wear them in your automobiles well praise God I'm not against it but I wouldn't I, I, I didn't <laughs> amen I really don't 
know how old this suit I've got on. I really don't. But that doesn't matter. I thank God for the new garment, though. Hallelujah. That I put on through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That new garment of praise. That new garment of hope. That new garment of love. That new garment, amen, of faith. Hallelujah. That in such an hour like this, that we can be assured of that he's not going to forsake us nor leave us. But as he instructed those disciples, amen, to press the way across, amen, that sea, amen, in a storm. You know the story. Hallelujah. He went up into the mountain to pray, and here he comes, amen, in the fourth watch, in the latter, in the darkest time. Hallelujah. But you know what? The disciples was doing everything that lied within their powers. They was making their way to the other side, even though they hadn't grasped much area at that time. Amen. But yes, they was pushing, and they was doing everything they could. Hallelujah. And you know what? And here he comes on top of the waves. Hallelujah. I don't believe he had a surfboard. I don't think he had any help at all from, from material things of a man. But Jesus Christ himself comes, amen, on top of those waves. And they thought at first fear gripped them because it was a spirit. But when they realized and recognized who he was and, and cried out to him, amen. Hallelujah. And you know the story how he came to the rescue. I believe he's going to do the same thing for you and I. Hallelujah. In the service. Another way that he can show himself. Somebody made mention to me that it was raining at the red light. Well, I told him I didn't say he did not let it rain at the red light. It can rain at the red light. But just not here on six acres at the first Jesus name church of Bendale. Not being disrespectful to nobody else. But here's where we gather to worship him in spirit and in truth. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Hallelujah. Because there's ever been a generation that God's looking for a people that's going to join together and bind together with the right attitude and the right spirit. It's not that we want to be, be a rebel against no government or anybody else. And we're going to stay in the side those landmarks. But at the same time, we come to worship him. And we come to worship him in spirit and in truth. And if he's the almighty God, he's a God of the weather. He's a God of everything that's going on. I believe that with every fiber that's in this old earthly body. And I know he's going to keep us. So, as we watch this, and watch it really begin to unfold, amen, he's our king. We should honor him and worship and praise him as our king. Amen. That means getting, it means sometimes just getting beside ourselves. Sometimes just getting excited. Amen. If you watch some of the celebrations of the world, they was actually, actually, if you, if you pay attention to the word of God, they were stolen from the way that we ought to respond and worship this almighty God. We see the same example of this in the Old Testament through the one that wrote many Psalms. The one that had a heart after God's heart. Amen. The man called David. In his form and manner of worship. And it was just an ark. But yet the ark represented the almighty God. And this ark, amen, brought deliverance. This ark brought the presence of God. This ark brought hope in times of trials and troubles and disappointments. And so he would worship whenever he would see to getting it back in its right perspective. And its right place. Could it be that some of this that's going on around us. It's God showing us his mercy and grace. Trying to wake up a world. Trying to wake up and shake even us, you and I. To get our priorities where they ought to be. That some things that we were pursuing and seeking after wasn't as important as we thought they were. But now, amen, since some of those things had been set aside, possibly some weights that you and I refused to set aside, but now, amen, because of the events that's going on, we're setting some weights aside now. Hallelujah. We're setting some things aside that gives us time. Hallelujah. Time to read the Bible. Time to pray. Time to work on a fellowship and relationship. Hallelujah. First of all, because God 
was the one that fashioned the foreign family. And so now we have an opportunity for families to become stronger than they ever have. Hallelujah. I know a lot of people's focus on the bad. If you listen to your news media, which is controlled, and please don't uh, judge me for that, but it's the truth. The prince of the air of this world is the devil, and he controls that. But there is a God. Amen. What about the families? I just wonder how many families have been mended out of this. I just wonder how many families have sought problems and issues. Amen. That's one against them. But now all of a sudden, they can't go to the bar rooms. Now all of a sudden, they can't go to the casinos. Now all of a sudden, they can't go this place and that place. And they got to stay home. And all of a sudden, they begin to look at their wives different than what they looked. They look at their children different than what they look. I'm old, ladies and gentlemen. I'm already in the Holy Ghost. I'm already in the heart of God and the beat of the Almighty God. He's in the business of saving, saving, saving. Devil's destroyer. God is a savior. God's intent and the way God works, sometimes it, sometimes it has to unfold and transpire and take place. And after we go through it, that we look back and see the mighty hand of God. So many times we don't see it prior, but it's after. And I believe before this is over and after it's over, and when the doors are open again, <laughs> and the doors of the house of God, hallelujah, how it's an opportunity for you and I as a church. Let me tell you something. Church never intended this to be done in a corner. He likens a church unto a candle. Let's put on a candlestick. He likens it to the church as a city that's placed on the hill. It cannot hide her light. We're not going to hide the light. He is our hope. He's our helper. And even today, he's our protector. He's protecting us against something that you and I can't see. He's protecting us against something that we don't even know when we come in contact with it. And when we make subject come contaminated by it. But you know what? He's the all eye. He's this eye that sees it all. Amen. Before it ever unfolds, before it ever takes place, he's there. Amen. And watch this. If some of you haven't, you need to listen. Brother Larry Booker put something on Holy Ghost Radio. You can get Sister Woodsy. She's mentioned it. To, but he, he makes, you need to go back if you get a chance to listen to it. And he talks about two other events that done taking place like in this. And he talked about the Christians. Amen. That come forth. They come forth in a manner and a way before medication and things of this nature. They came forth to helping them that was dying by those viruses by just simply mending to them and working with them and praying with them. Feeding them spoonfuls of food. Amen. And, and, and wiping their faces. And after the event was over with, both issues, go back and listen. He does a whole lot better job than I do. Amen. Talking about it. But he, after both of these events he said the world looked at Christianity far different than they had prior. The whole world had to look at it different. I'm here at Amen. I'm here at Amen to get on the same track and the same pathway that when this is over with our community can look upon this church different amen with favor amen with hunger and with thirst hallelujah that this God is a God worth calling on this God is worth serving this God is worth depending on this God will see us through so as we look at the lesson here today in Mark 11 and 9 I'm going to use your focus first and then we'll try to go from there and they that went before and they that followed, notice before and behind, amen, cried saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of 
the Lord. This was a custom even with kings. The forerunners would go ahead of time and warn the people that the king was coming to prepare them to respond unto the king. Hallelujah. With excitement and with joy. Hallelujah. That when the king would come riding through. Hallelujah. See, we know something like unto that. Amen. When our presidents and different men of this caliber, hallelujah, parades are made for them and people stand on the sides to salute them and give respect unto them of their positions and places. But hallelujah, how much more? This one called, amen, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Matthew put it this way. He talked about the same event and how that all of Jerusalem was moved when they heard, amen, the forerunners. Who was this? Hallelujah. This is Christ, the one from Nazareth. This is Jesus. This is, the, this is Hosanna. This is the one that's going to save us. This is the one that we've been prophesied about. This is the one that we've been looking for. This is the one we've been hoping for. This is one that's reason we're so joyful and so excited about. Amen. About this Hosanna. I'm telling you, if it's ever been an exciting time for the church, it ought to be now. If you ought to be excited about the Holy Ghost, it ought to be now. If you know anything about the Holy Ghost, if you have experienced the due power from the on high, it's now you ought to be caught up in it. You ought to be wrapped up in it. Amen. You ought to be able to lay your head in the pillar at nighttime and say, God's got this and I'm going to sleep. He's not going to slumber. He's not going to sleep and I can't do anything about this thing anyway except pray for the mercies and the grace of God and the mighty hand of God to move. I mean, he's prayed for your government this weekend, especially this weekend. I understand that the president and uh, a team trying to get a team together to make the decision about our country to go back to work in the directions. They need our prayers. If you have not prayed in that direction for them, please do before this day's out. That God would help them. I ask God to send angels to them. To minister to them. To instruct them. Guide them. Amen. If we don't pray, then that's wide open for the devil. And for carnality. But if we pray and ask for God's hand to move. For His grace and mercy. And for His will to be done. In helping us and directing us and our officials, we can see the difference. Amen. So as we begin to look at the scriptures here, we're going to contemplating the topic. I'm going to spend some time there. Amen. More than, more than normal. I'm going to spend a little time there. I don't know if you got your lesson with you or not. But, amen. But I'm going to, I'm going to read portions of it, talk about it. And, and we'll see. When we read the stories of creation, especially about the forming of human beings, we realize we're were created to be what? Worshippers of God. Above and beyond everything else. The Word of God has taught us to worship Him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, our spirit, everything that's in us to worship Him. The Word of God's taught us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. This kingdom. Paul's writings unto us help us to understand about this kingdom. This kingdom is not meat and drink, but it's peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. This is a kingdom that you and I can be a part of upon this earth. This is the deposit. This is the earnest. This is the down payment that you and I can rejoice in. To be introduced to this king called Jesus Christ. The door of salvation. The way maker. The way. Hallelujah. And so we're created to, to worship him. You're going to worship. Now, watch how he writes, and I'm, I'm going to address some of this. He goes from that. He says, he uniquely designed us with a desire to know him and to worship him. I believe everybody that pulled up on this parking lot today, you want to know him. You want to know him in his fellowship. And to know him, you have to know him in the fellowship of suffering and in resurrection. 
It's a combination. Because without the, the fellowship of suffering, of dying, and dying even on a daily basis of this old man, this old carnal man, but being renewed and regenerated by his spirit, that renewing of the Holy Ghost, the rebaptism of the Spirit of God, the refreshing of his power and glory. That's the reason we're, we're admonished often through the scriptures and Jesus Christ himself, when if we talked last week about prayer, amen, the importance of prayer and even private prayer, amen. It's, it's, it's a must for you and I to survive in this world against the elements of this world, the unseen of this world, the snares and traps that are set for each and every one of us as believers and worshipers of this one true God. Hallelujah. There is an adversary. There is a, a enemy, amen, at words against us. Hallelujah. That wants to war and trap and snare and keep us. But I thank God this morning, hallelujah, that we have him that will walk with us and guide and lead us. So watch what's going to unfold here today, if you would. Amen. Desire to know him. With all of our ability, amen, God gave to humankind, nothing is greater than our ability to lift our hearts, our voices, and hands, and praise our Creator. It's nothing like lifting up holy hands and worshiping this Almighty God. Lifting up our voices with triumph. Amen. That He's our keeper. He's the bishop of our soul. He's our very present help in the time of trouble. Now you watch this. This is not the natural thing for us to do. It's not always the easiest thing to do. Why? Because we lost this in the garden. Amen. A fellowship and a companionship between Adam and God at one time there was no hesitation hallelujah there was no shame hallelujah God would come amen at any moment in time and he would be received welcomely and Adam did have nothing to hide in the trees about or be ashamed about to be in his presence hallelujah but it was until the fall of man and but now amen after that fall we lost the fellowship with him and now it's not so hallelujah so easily hallelujah amen to worship him with such such response amen Without hesitation. Hallelujah. Because that fellowship has to be. Well, what do you mean by that? Let me tell you something. The first time you met your wife. Hallelujah. Did you talk to her? And as open with her as you can be today? Hallelujah. Your husband or your mom or your dad. Or a friend or close friend. Hallelujah. The first time you met them. Could you be open and be as friendly and honest with them. As you can now that your friendship has developed. Come on. I'm preaching to us today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you we're on a journey. And a companion. And we've just got an inheritance of it. But they're telling you there is a moment waiting for us. Hello, you beyond in those clouds that you're looking at right up there. Those are clouds that we're going to meet him in. Those are clouds in a moment and a twinkling of an eye we're going to meet him in. Hello, and you talking about having fellowship. You're talking about partying. You're talking about, amen, worshiping. But until then, hallelujah, the writer brings it out. we got to occupy until he comes. So here we are to occupy. And to deal with the elements that wars against us. That wants to try to take our lives, to take our faith, to rob us. What God has laid up for us. So watch. The second part begins. However, God has also designed us to be able to exercise the power of choice. <laughs> the power of choice. It's a must. It's got to be. Just because we were created to worship does not mean everyone will worship. It is a personal decision each individual must make. Even in these times and hours this morning, you made the choice to come. You made the decision we're going to go. You made the call. I made the call. We're going to have this service. 
we make preparations. If you want the little black things over these speakers, split black bags. I was a little hesitant to do it to start with. I didn't want God to get the idea that we didn't believe it. He could see us through this. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we also want to protect our speakers. I did tell them if it just sprinkles, I'm going to keep on going. Cover the things up. And we're going to press on. God's going to help us here. Amen. God's going to help us. But the choice is ours. If we're going to worship him. If we're going to magnify him. If we're going to serve him. If we're going to trust him. That's the reason you and I got to be careful what we say. That's the reason you and I got to be careful. When you sit before those computers today. Man, I'm telling you what. You got to watch the snares of the devil. The technology has made it so much easier to sin. Made it so much easier now to make judgments and accusations and statements. Sitting in your privacy of your own home now. You can get on a computer and connect with the rest of the world. Through one form or another. And it's important what we're sending, the message we're sending out. The statements that we're making. It's not a time to judge a brother. It's never really no time to judge a brother. But especially now. But this is a time that we unite together, that we bind together, that we join together. And even of all faiths, if anybody that calls himself a follower of Christ, whatever measure that might be, whatever portion of faith that it might be, you know what this world could do? You know what the United States could do? We could bind together, regardless of what denomination we call ourselves. But we could unite together as believers in the one that we believe that can close this door on this coronavirus. And in our binding together and believing together, I'm telling you, God could shine down on America and be a testimony to the rest of the world. Have I got anything, any scripture for that? Let me tell you something. The reason he called for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and created a nation called Israel, so Israel could be a witness unto the rest of the world that there is one God and one Lord and one Savior. And so you and I as a church are born again of the one Savior. There's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Two elements, but one baptism, both of water and a spirit. And through that baptism, we become a testimony, an epistle, a man read of all men. They can read it, hallelujah, loud and clear, that something abides in them that does not abide in everybody. And it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the God that, as we sung about, that has conquered death. Now listen to me. Yes, sir. Scripture's made it plain to us, death has not been conquered itself. But the scriptures has taught us that death is the last enemy that will be destroyed. Jesus has already conquered death. He has destroyed that enemy. And as you and I as followers and believers in him, we're going to conquer death. That's the reason those, those plots sitting right, right back here, they're going to empty out one day. Those that believe and died in the hope and the faith of Jesus Christ. That's the reason Paul wrote it to us. He said, we would be of all men most miserable if we had hope only in this life. But we don't have it only in this life. But we have it in that one to come. That's the reason we can respond and handle circumstances and situations and get involved in things with the assurity that God's with us and walking with us. Hallelujah. And going to see us through it. So you and I got to make that decision. I want to add to that. Not only do we need to worship him, but we know to who to worship. And we do know how to worship. 
There is a difference. And toward the end of this lesson, I'm going to bring some scriptures to you to help connect the dots here of what I'm talking about. Because God's seeking such to worship him that is not changed since the coming of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. This one that they cried out, Hosanna to. This one. That they caught them, that caught them like a wind. They caught them under a power. They, they simply got beside themselves when he was coming into Jerusalem. But there's one that's warring against us. I won't take the time because time will not allow me. But I, if you would write this down. Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, talks about the enemy. It talks about, oh, Lucifer himself. It talks about him, amen, as that force and power. You can be seated if you like. I'm sorry I didn't say that. I'm so out of, you may have to do that on your own when we get back in the building. <laughs> Praise God. But if you'd like to be seated, please, you can. Don't, you don't have to stand with me. If you like to, that's fine. I'm not telling you not to, but, if, but uh, whatever you like to do. Uh, but, but if you go and you're going to read about Lucifer. You're going to read about the place that he had, where he was at. But yet he allowed iniquity. He allowed pride. And man, when iniquity was found in him, he was kicked out of the heavens. Amen. And from that point, it's been nothing but a spiral and a down process for him. But yet he's out to deceive. He's out, amen, to beguiled. He's out to kinder and to set up snares and traps and set up elements, amen, to rob humankind. Those that was created in the image and likeness of God. Amen. Those, amen, that God, hallelujah, that created, amen, that to worship him and to worship him in spirit and truth. And so, but yet the power of choice is with us of how we're going to worship him, of how much light we're going to walk into, how much revelation that we're going to walk into, how much are we going to comprehend and understand of who and how to worship this God. It's very important as we begin to look and observe what's going on. That's a reason some could recognize and you're going to recognize in our scripture text this morning. Those, amen, that recognize this Hosanna. And watch this. I'm going to say this. Hallelujah. Some that was caught up in this. Amen. That's crying out Hosanna. Amen. That helped tear down the branches from the palm trees. That took off the coats and laid it before him. Hallelujah. In just a few days, will be a part of the same mob. And a part of the same crowd. That was crying out, crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Sifting times are up on us. Hallelujah, the true worshipers. Hallelujah, regardless of how the elements may come. True worshipers are always going to rise up to worship Him in spirit and truth. They're always going to be committed and dedicated. And they're not going to let the elements, amen, from the devil, from the world, or from any other place rob them or ensnare them or hinder them from worshiping this almighty God with all of the heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because we understand who He is. And we know how to worship Him under the option and the power of the Holy Ghost. And according to the the written word of God that's forever settled in the heavens. <laughs> Ooh, praise God, praise God. And so he is known as the prince of the air. Amen, the prince of the air. I mentioned this last week. Amen, the longitude, the kingdoms and the forces of the flesh and the, 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 the pressure of humanity and government. And then the, the powers of the demonical forces that were actually possessed vessels and people to fulfill his, his desire. Amen. And what he would like to see happen. But we're not here this morning to come to please flesh, neither the devil. 
We come to worship God. We come to worship Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Savior. We come to give Him glory and praise and honor here today. And so the latter part of this begins to talk about Man, because here's the most important thing. The question, who sits on the throne of our heart? Each individual heart that's here today. Each individual heart that may be listening to us in maybe other areas. The most important thing now, who's sitting on the throne of your heart? Because that's what's going to make all the difference in the world. Go so that's for... For those who know him as both Savior and King, worship is no struggle at all. We don't dance and worship and magnify this to entertain flesh. We worship this way to entertain God and his presence. The scriptures taught us that he inhabits the praises of his people. I know that was written unto Israel. But you and I become a spiritual Israelite through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so now he inhabits the praises of the church, the bride, as we honor and worship and magnify him. What's this? Your worship in your automobile will play a part of how much he inhabits that automobile. <laughs> Praise God. Your response of your heart, your mind, your praise, your hallelujahs. Amen. Will open up the windows and the doors of heaven. For him to pour out his spirit in that automobile. But he didn't, he didn't just want to move in the automobile. He wants to move in our hearts. He wants to move in our lives, our hearts, our minds, our spirit. He wants to go and abide and dwell with us and work with us. Worship is the expression of the heart of gratitude from those who have, have been what? Redeemed. Have experienced atonement. Have been born again. Have felt the power and the presence this almighty God. And I don't normally do that, but I will. I don't want my Bible tore up. That's, that's, I've had that Bible as long as I pastored just about. <laughs> Amen. So, worship is the connection force between earth and heaven. Worship is where, amen, when you worship Him, especially when you worship Him in spirit and truth, you begin to exalt and magnify and adore Him and lift Him up. And so as you watch these scriptures, as they begin to unfold and they begin to take place, and, and I'll do my best just to try to use them, amen, and what then is like unto us. First of all, the writer himself, amen, Ezekiel, amen, look at him, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're not, looking, we're not looking through a darkly glass right now. It's a clear glass. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, anybody knows the Bible, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. We don't understand everything. It's a little dark, but you know what? God's going to clear it up. Praise God. Here we go. But Zechariah 9 and 9, the prophet written unto us. And this is actually the, the theme and the heart of this lesson here today. Amen. He simply writes it to him. He says, rejoice greatly. Have you ever, buddy, you know, that's the reason one writer said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's the reason sometimes you can't just express it. It's got to get you. 
They told me, don't get away from Mike. And I, I try my best not to. I'm, 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 I'm trying. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the reason, amen. You worship him in the dance. You worship him in the song. You worship him in the loud sounding symbols. You worship him on the string symbols. It's a way of worshiping and expressing our gratitude and appreciation of the saving power and the delivering power that we've tasted and experienced. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is awesome. Hallelujah. To be our healer and way maker and provider. So Zechariah, amen, but let's us understand, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is what? Notice the first thing he makes, the statements he makes about him. He is just. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to save it. He came to deliver it. He didn't come, amen, for it to continue in its sin and under the servitude and the the bondmanship of sin. He come to deliver it out of its sin. He come to set it free. He that see the Son is set free is free indeed. I thank God for the liberty and the freedom that you and I have experienced through none other but Jesus Christ. And there is no other Savior. There is no other door. There is no other God. There is no other Hosanna. Amen. That you could cry out. Hosanna means simply me. He come to save us. Anybody been saved? Anybody been delivered? Anybody, hey man, experience a little bit what I'm talking about? Now we understand we haven't received the fullness of that, but it's coming. I heard somebody say just this week, talking about people, you know, coming to church. He says, if you ain't got no other reason to come to church, come to church to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to experience it. I don't want to sacrifice because understand something. Jesus Christ, we wouldn't celebrate this morning if he hadn't been a resurrection. The cross, the cross, we made it a symbol of beauty. Where we wear it around our necks, put it, display it. But actually the cross is not a beautiful sight. It's a sight of pain and agony. It's a sight of death, a sight of persecution. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign of a debt that had to be paid that you and I couldn't pay. A price for our sins. There was only one. That's the reason Abraham told Isaac that day God would provide himself a sacrifice. That's the reason the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And Jesus Christ was the begotten Son of God. Because he became the lamb. But not only is he the lamb, he is the high priest that's interceding for us right now. He's the one that's got that angel holding this weather for us right now. You can believe that or not. You, you do with what you want to. Hallelujah. But he's the one that's got him in place. Amen. And I told him, I said, God, you can put an angel up there with a little wedge. Hallelujah. Keep this rain off of this parking lot until we drive off of this place today. This is the God that I'm serving. Hallelujah. Because if I can believe him, hallelujah, and that I can believe him. You know what? If I'm going to believe that he's going to resurrect this body in a moment of twinkle of an eye I can believe him he can hold the weather Woo. oh God help us here today I'm not near as hard as high as I was last Sunday folks hallelujah thank God for that I'm glad he didn't stop the wind from blowing I know it's caused a little discomfort but it sure is causing a whole lot of comfort too isn't it let it blow hallelujah in a good measure you better be specific with God he'll give you what you want 
Really? Yeah. He can give them quail just running out their ears, their noses, and about three foot deep. I like peanut butter, but I don't walk in it. Not three foot deep. <laughs> no, sir. Praise God. Okay, let me go somewhere. Watch this. The next thing he begins to talk about, this just God. He came. He's a jersey. He's full of compassion. He's full of mercy. He's full of kindness and gentleness. How often did Jesus Christ demonstrate that? When he could have brought judgment. When he could have railed up against them. When he could have called 12 legions of angels down. He said, hey, this is not my kingdom. Hallelujah. It wouldn't be a battle. It would just been a slaughter. Amen. He took care of those Roman soldiers. And anybody else that wanted to rear up against him. But he didn't do that. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. I came to deliver it. Amen. I came to give it an opportunity that the world might be saved. Hallelujah. Adjust. Adjust. He's coming. He's going to be just. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you go to the next part. Having salvation. I want you to notice something about salvation now. Salvation, a term that stands for several Hebrew and Greek words. The general idea of being safety. Deliverance, ease, and soundness is just a few. Hallelujah. Thank God for salvation. Hallelujah. That he can keep us. Amen. He can preserve us. That he's our supplier. Uh, I know you pray and I'm praying. As you get older, you begin to pray God to preserve us. Both physically and mentally and spiritually. Hallelujah. We need a little help, God. Hallelujah. You know what? You can do it. Hallelujah. For your glory, for the magnifying of your name. I don't ask for that preserving power. Amen. So I can just make another dollar bill. Amen. Or so I can go on another hunting trip another fishing trip. Hallelujah. If I can do this or do that. No, I pray God preserve me that I can worship you. Hallelujah. That I can have the strength and energy to preach the word of God. That I have the strength and energy to pray the prayer. Amen. With lost loved ones and friends and neighbors. That we can walk this walk and live this life. Hallelujah. It's not that we can plant this and do that and accomplish that. No. Preserve us and keep us. Hallelujah. That we can be worshipers of our Lord Jesus Christ in exalting and magnifying and exalting his name. So would you watch this term salvation in the Old Testament term refers to various forms of deliverance both temporal and spiritual. God delivers his people from their enemies and from the snares of that wicked one. I'm telling you, you and I wouldn't be a match for the devil if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible makes it clear. Amen. Without his grace and mercy in operation of our lives. And you know, if you've heard me say this before, I've had people say, well, where God's at? Well, tell him get his hands off of you. Tell him take his blessings off of you. And you'll find out where he's at. You'll find out, amen, that he's been working for on your behalf because I I'm telling you, if the devil has his way, you'll be a lunatic before this night is over. He also saves by what? Granting forgiveness of sins, answering to prayers, and pouring out joy and giving us peace. The Old Testament prophecy, amen, centered upon one who was to come as the bringing of what? The bringing of salvation. The whole Old Testament centered upon one, and that one was the Hosanna. That one was the Messiah. I believe the Messiah's come. What about you? I've experienced it for myself. No, I haven't seen him in my natural eyes, but I tell you what I have. I felt him. I've experienced him. I know he's alive and well. I know he's not depressed and down and out. I know he's not wondering what he's going to do. He's already got it mapped out. All he needs is somebody to hear. He's all, hear what the Spirit sings to the church. Hear what the Spirit sings to us and walking therein. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Why it's worth this living because he lives. Praise God. Praise God. New Testament talks about salvation. It's regarded almost exclusively as from the power and dominion. Hear that part. The New Testament salvation is regarded almost exclusively as from the power and dominion of sin. 
Thank God for that. Jesus Christ, He is the author of salvation. He is the one that freely offered to all men, but is con conditioned upon repentance and faith in Christ. Salvation proceeds from the love of God, is based upon the atonement wrought by Christ, is realized in forgiveness. And what's the next one? Regeneration and sanctification. Thank God for the regeneration powers of the Holy Ghost. Anybody had to be born again? Anybody had to be refreshed again? Anybody had to have a new touch of God? A new touch of the Holy Ghost? See, that's the biggest problem with us not being able to join together and come together and bind together as a family and as a body of Christ. Hallelujah. Encouraging one another. Uplifting one another. Hallelujah. But you know what? This too shall pass. And when it passes, amen. I hope the doors are open and many more comes. Amen. Because of our commitment and our dedication. Hallelujah. To the Lord Jesus Christ. And when society comes to the realization, I've got to have a Savior. I've got to have a help. Amen. That's beyond me. I've got to have a protector that's beyond man. I've got to have a help. Amen. My, 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 my dependence is not just on, and I, and I pray for Mr. Trump. And don't, don't think I don't. I lift him up and I respect him. But I'm tell you something. My dependence is not upon Mr. Trump. My dependence is upon John other but Jesus Christ. And it's Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ that the mighty hand of God, that the mighty powers of God and it's our prayers upon this earth. We are the ones that has the power to loose and we have the power to bind up. I said we have the power to loose and we have the power to bind up because we call on, we know what name to call on. We know who we worship and we know how to worship him. Praise God. So as you watch this, and I'll just try to go to the scriptures because if I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. But So let's go to the scriptures for just a minute. Brought salvation, lowly, riding upon a donkey, riding. Why is that? Revelation has told us the day's going to come. He's going to come riding in on a white horse. It's going to be the battle of Armageddon. The church, we're going to be with him. But did he come that way the first time? Riding upon a little coat, a little coat that had not been ridden. Huh. Sends his disciples. He says, I want you to go to the village, the one next over. He said, there's going to be a coat. It's going to be his mother and his coat. It's going to be tied. And notice the Bible says, two ways meet. Where two ways meet. Huh. I think it's interesting. As you watch this. Now, he's making his way to Jerusalem. He's, he's, he's nigh to it. He's just outside about a half mile. Mount Olive. If you notice Mount Olive, this geographic location becomes a very hot place in the last days of Jesus Christ upon this earth. Because when you go to Acts, the first chapter, this is where you read where he ascends up and into a cloud. And the cloud takes him. It's from this same geographical location. Just outside, a seventh day's journey, which is about a half a mile outside of Jerusalem, that he ascends up. <laughs> and so it's here, amen, that he sends them and he gets this little coat. Amen. Why? Why a little donkey? Why a coat that had never been ridden? <laughs> here he comes now because it prophesied. Number one, he's fulfilling scripture. Number two, to express unto us, he's not coming the way man thinks. They was looking for him to come in on a horse. They were looking for him to come in with a power. Looking for him to come in a form and a manner. Meant to redeem, to reconcile, deliver them. Even the disciples, when he talks about that, when your kingdom comes. You know, we, they, they was their biggest concern was to be what? Delivered from the Roman Empire and the kingdomship of the Romans. But he says, hey, my kingdom's far greater and bigger than that. Amen. I'm coming to save the world. 
And so as you watch this really begin to unfold, amen, and it's certain that stood there said unto them, what do we? And loosened the coat, amen, and they said unto them, even as Christ Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. He told them, he said, hey, they're going to ask us, somebody asked you about you coming and getting these. He said, you just tell them the Lord has need of. I preached a message off of that one time. The Lord had need of it. And if he has need of a little donkey, hallelujah, surely he can use us. Surely he can use you and I. Hallelujah. I mean, if he can use a little rooster and a little donkey, surely he can use us, amen, in his kingdom and for his service and for the magnifying of his name and giving him glory and honor. Hey, I want to be in the kingdom and I want to be used in the kingdom. I'm not looking for a place just to sit back and get in a rocking chair somewhere and sit back. No, I'm looking for a place to work for the God, amen, that saves the world, a God that redeemed and reconciled and has showed me mercy and grace day in and day out. Hey, I haven't got here by myself. It's been the goodness and grace and mercy of God. America has got here by herself. It's been the goodness and the favor and the mercies of God. And you know what? America's not going to get out of this by herself. It's going to be the goodness and grace and mercy of God. And a praying people and a praying believing, a believing people that's calling on a name and a power that will come to our aid. That's what Hosanna means. He's come to save us. He's come to our aid. He's come to rescue us. He's come to deliver us. Praise God. Praise God. My, my, my. It's going to be all right. I'll put it back if it starts raining. <laughs> There's a lot of this I'd really like to address, but uh, time's going to eat me up here. There was those, you know, there's always those that want to shut it down. It's those that says, well, that's not really necessary. You don't have to do all that. But you know, the Bible told us about heaven. It's going to be about 30 minutes of silence. And it's going to be party time. You may not like that term, but I like it. I mean, hey, we've been accused of being drunk. Some of us don't get as drunk as often as we should. Some of us don't get as drunk as we should. We didn't deny the fact that we act and look like we're drunk. So let the world think of it what they want to. But let me ask you something. You'd rather leave this place, amen, feeling a good drunk? Or leave this place not sure what tomorrow holds? Depressed, down and out, defeated. We're not a defeated foe. We'll never be. The church is going to be triumphant. The church is going to be victorious. The church, she's, she's, the world and the devil always try to put it out. They've done their best to drown it. They've done their best to drown it. They've done their best to try to burn it. They've done their best through persecution, amen, to stop it. But you know what? You can't stop it. You can't stop the church. You can't stop truth. Truth just keeps rising up. Truth, amen. It's like some of these old weeds and some of this old grass you don't want. You can spray it. You can put stuff over it. It, it slows it down. But after a while, here it comes back again. Hey, that's the way truth is. It's always going to rise. It's always going to press its way through. You know what? True worship is always going to show up. I said true worship is always going to show up. And it's true worship, amen, that can show up this day and this time and this generation right now that we're living in right now. True worship of the Lord Jesus Christ. True excitement, amen. And you know what? We aren't going to let the naysayers say, hey, 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 Jesus, Jesus, will you quieten them down? Now listen. That was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That was the religious group of that day. This is the guys that were supposed to know what was going on. This is the guys that was leading, amen, the people. Instructing them and guiding them of who to worship and how to worship. These are the guys that are supposed to have the revelation of where he's supposed to be born and what he's going to do. And, huh. 
And these are the very ones, amen, that's trying to get them. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus looks at them and says, hey, if I cause them, if I quieten them down, if I call them to hold their peace, he said, the rocks will cry out. We sing the song sometime here. I'm not going to let no rock take my place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You and I purpose this morning. We're not going to let no rock take our place. Hallelujah. We're going to love him. We're going to worship him. We're going to magnify him. We're going to exalt him. We're going to give him honor. Hallelujah. You know what? You can enjoy this. I'm sure I got some testimonies here today. Anybody ever been in your prayer closet? You know, today we're building closets big enough that you can make them prayer rooms. Call them walk-in closets. God knew what he was doing. See, we all thought that was, a, you know, the bright idea of the women folks and all this other. Come to find out God was working. <laughs> That went over good, didn't it? Praise God. Hallelujah. Getting in prayer closets. Anybody ever gotten in prayer closets? Man, I tell you what, I, I've had some good church in prayer closets before. I don't have to worry about nobody looking at me. I can get just as wild. Man, I got like I play all kind of instruments. I can sing, you know, <laughs> without judgment. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> me and God loves it. Now, nobody else may not, you know. The Bible says, and I've heard some tell me, you got to make a joyful noise. Yeah, that's when everybody else can hear it. But when it's with honesty and sincerity, it may be a little out of tune, but when it's honest and sincerity worshiping Him, guess what? God loves it. God loves it. God loves it. <laughs> and when you get under the right influence, <laughs> Hallelujah, that's the reason them old drunks, amen, begin to sing. Hey, let's have a little talk with Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, that's the reason them old drunk, drunk begin to sing, hey, someday I'm going to fly away. Hallelujah. You know what? And the more drunk we get, you know, you, this is a good time you ought to get drunk every day. Huh? Did you hear me? This is a good day to get drunk every day in the Holy Ghost. It drives out all the fears, all the doubts, all the confusion, all the uncertainty. It drives all of those things where all the other sickness is subject to spring from. The best antidote you got is not in a bottle. It's not with a glove. It's not with a mask. But it's getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. It'll put a wall around you that I'm telling you no virus can penetrate. Has it on me about that? But I'm telling you, if it comes, it calls God aloud, and He's got a better pre because precious in the sight of God is the death of His saints. And if that's the way He seems fit for me to go, that's fine with me. I'm just in the business of wanting to please God. I'm just in the business, amen, to give Him glory in life or in death. Praise God! Praise God! When we get to the Hosanna has saved us. If ever the world needed a Savior, it needs one today. Both in a literal sense and in a spiritual sense. We need a Savior. Hosanna, come and save us. Matthew writings helps us out a little bit more. Because and if you read all the scriptures there, there was a fig tree that he cursed. There was a time he went into the temple. Now notice this. The going into the temple followed this, this entrance. He comes in in this entrance and goes into the temple. 
He examines what's in the temple. He goes out and goes back to Bethany. The next morning he gets up. Now he cursed the fig tree. The next morning he gets up. He comes back to the temple again. But this time he comes with a whip. He begins to kick over the tables and turn the doves aloof. And he talks about how they made his temple, his house, a house, amen, a den of thieves instead of a house of prayer. All this is in that same little setting that's taking place and unfolding. True worship. True worship. Not just worship. Don't listen to that, 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 that attitude or that spirit that it doesn't matter. I'm telling you the scriptures have taught us different. It does matter. Not only who we worship, but how we worship. If you got any scripture for that, sure. I won't take all the time, but let's go John, third chapter. Nicodemus, he came unto Jesus. He said, no man could do what you're doing except he be of God. Now, he didn't believe him as the Savior. He didn't believe him as the Messiah. But as a ruler of the Jews, he comes. One that was educated. One that should have recognized him. But yet he give, give recognition that no man can do what you do except God be with him. But immediately God takes him unto the kingdom. Hallelujah. And how to, to, how to enter to that kingdom. That he must be what? Born again of the water and of the spirit. Because you see, born of the spirit is experiencing what Easter is all about. It's experiencing the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ. And without experiencing that resurrecting power, then you're cutting yourself short of the Easter celebration. Hallelujah. Because a real Easter celebration is about a resurrection. Hallelujah that takes place and that's what this is all about being resurrected in the likeness of Jesus Christ under the umption the power of the Holy Ghost when we fall into the fourth chapter of John we go to a little lady hallelujah that had had, had a fellowship problem if you like hallelujah she said done come through now she's at her fifth husband and now the one she's with she's just shacking up with him but Jesus amen makes it a point I'm gonna witness to this lady I'm gonna go in the most uncomfortable time of the day hallelujah when it's right in the middle of the day when nobody else will be the well Except this little lady. He goes as far as even sending his disciples in town to pick up that McDonald lunch. Hallelujah. Ain't that something? Eleven guys or twelve guys, amen, to go pick up the McDonald lunch for Jesus. Amen. I mean, Jesus must have been really hungry. Everybody had to bring back a loaf of bread. But that wasn't what it was all about. He had to get them out of the way so they wouldn't contaminate the witnessing that he was fixing to do. I'm telling you, God's in the business of saving humanity. God's in the business of saving us. And I'm telling you, I don't care where you've been and what you've been involved in. Whenever you begin to call on him, when you begin to cry out unto him when you begin to worship him as the Hosanna he's in the business of saving your soul he's in the business of connecting the dots he's in the business of, he's long suffering and he's patient in doing it it may take a while hallelujah but he's got his way and method amen of bringing you to the fullness of truth and the power of who he is but if you open your heart up and your spirit up and your mind up unto this almighty God I'm telling you he can baptize you this morning with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and then you just apply he told this little lady he said I got a water hallelujah that I can give you that you'll never thirst again she said hey give it to me that I don't have to come back to this well she said from whence, 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 whence you ain't got nothing to draw with I tell you where it comes from it comes out of the man called Jesus Christ and out of your now watch this it goes from that to a promise a promise of living waters a well that can spring up in us hallelujah that can spring out of us I'm glad to be a part and drink to that well and know for a surety this morning amen that well can spring up on us amen even on a day and a time like this it hadn't affected my Holy Ghost not one bit if it's going to do anything it's going to cause it to be more powerful if it's going to do anything it's going to cause me to draw closer. Who's going to do anything? Amen. It's going to call me to cry out more. Hallelujah. Blow an amen. That I got a God that can minister and work on our behalf. Now watch this. As he begins to deal with that lady. She said, Jacob, he drank from this well. He said, you Jews. She said, y'all say you go to Jerusalem to worship. 
But watch this. Jesus said, but the Father's looking for such to worship him in spirit and in truth. And now, starting today, ma'am, you can do that. Sir, you can do that. You can worship him in spirit and in truth. You can sell out to him. <laughs> Instructor, go back. This is where the prophet, all this good stuff. Am I making any sense today? I'm helping anybody here today. It's in the book. Worship. Hosanna. Folks, it's not a time to quieten it down. It's not a time to tone it down. It's not a time, amen, for that. It's a time, amen, to believe. To believe. But to believe. That God's working. That God's working. That God's working. In the midst of this, that God's going to work. Amen. That he's going to operate. And he's going to do a work in this place. And a work in our hearts. And a work in our lives. Hallelujah. As we believe. As we believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're killing serpents on the outside. Hallelujah. Amen. Kill that thing. Don't throw it. Just kill him. If you'll kill him, you don't have to worry about him coming back. I'll fix a tell off on somebody. Somebody found a chicken steak in a store. They just caught him and took him to the backyard. I don't know if it's the same chicken steak or not, about the same side. He showed up last week. I gave instructions. I was there. I was a boss. I was a manager. Huh. Kill it. We killed it. I don't have to worry about that snake coming back. He may, his brother may come back, his sister may come back, his mom and daddy may come back, but he's not coming back. Some of you need to get some gall and backbone right now saying, you know what, devil? You beat me the last time. You influenced me the last time. I'm selling out to this almighty God. I'm selling out to the truth of God. I'm selling out to the word of God. Amen. I'm going to deposit in my heart and spirit. Amen. I'm going to be a true worshiper. And I'm going to worship you with all that's within my life. All right, they're going to get ready to sing. Praise God. Hallelujah. What's this all about? The latter part of the lesson really talks about it. Amen. Having a sense of purpose is one of the greatest needs of any person. Fulfilling that purpose is one of the greatest accomplishments that any person can achieve. We tend to pursue what we are passionate about and call it fulfilling our purpose. We ought to be the most passionate people about Jesus Christ and the power of his love and the power of his mercy and the powers of his grace. Because we've experienced it. We know what it can do. We know how it keeps us. How it walks with us day in and day out. How it strengthens us with challenges and against the elements of the world, against Lucifer and his snares and traps. Let me tell you again, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are not a match for the devil. His snares and traps to ensnare us, to rob us, we're no match. But with the Lord, all things, I find a strength from him, Paul said. By his grace, in my times of weakness, it's when I've experienced his grace and God at his best. When I found myself my back against the wall and nowhere to go. 
when they throw him in the dungeon and shackle him down, they couldn't shackle his praise. They couldn't shackle his worship. They couldn't stop this God from sending angels. <laughs> Amen. To open up. Amen. And taken off the irons. Even to the apostle Peter, if you read it close enough, when that angel come, Peter was asleep. <laughs> I don't know how comfortable it was sleeping between two soldiers and shackled to them. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave that alone. Praise God. But the angel got there and had to, come on, come on, baby. The Lord's going to get you out of here. Sure enough, them shackles just fell off. First, he thought he's just a dream, a trance. Come to the first door, man, it opened. Second door. And those guards, they just standing there. They don't see nothing. God can send you right by that devil that was sent to kill you. God can't help you walk right by that person. That's been, that's got coronavirus. I'm not talking about get out there and be dumb. You see, they just killed a snake and it don't matter to me what kind it was. But I'm not fixing to walk back there and try to pick that snake up. To me, that's tempting God. Now if I step on one accidentally or something of that nature, I'm going to pray, oh God, now you know I've done this accidentally, but you said you'd keep me. First of all, I need you to keep my heart. I don't have a heart attack, but then second, that'd be the first miracle. The second miracle would be if the poison don't kill me. So it'd be two miracles in one. See what I'm saying? But one, but knowing to you, God can keep you from things that you don't know nothing about. You and I are all going to be shocked when God, I don't know if he's going to do this or not, but he may, he may just show some clips back. Hey man, where he was at. <laughs> yeah, you was fixing very off right here, but, I, but I, I, that angel just kind of bumped you back up on the road. Yeah, you was walking by so-and-so, and they had planned a man to, to do this and do that. But you know what? I was there. This is the God I'm talking about. This is the reason we get so excited about worshiping Him, exalting Him, and honoring Him. Praise God. Why don't we just, those of you that can, they're going to begin to sing. And if you'd like to, you, you got my permission. And I believe the governors, you just got to stay with your vehicle. I, I gave them a stick today. <laughs> Measuring stick of eight feet. Trying to give everybody plenty of room. When you get out, you're still a good six foot apart. That you can just join with us in a few moments, in a few minutes, of just worshiping and magnifying and exalting Jesus here today. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless these singers.
that when I prayed through, church was on fire. Holy Ghost moved from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I felt the Spirit moving all over me. Church was on fire. The Holy Ghost moved. It was all over me.
follow me down. I was buried in the precious name of Jesus, and he washed my sins away. for those living waters amen amen thank you singers god bless them let's give a hand to our singers and instrument players doing an awesome job amen i know it's a little different amen the way they're having to do it but they're doing an awesome job appreciate them so much uh, again this morning we'll let brother barry he can come through if you want to give tithes and offering let's don't forget this is foreign mission sunday uh i wouldn't mention it but it's very important they're they're under dire need also so if you're pledged and you would like uh, to give and would, in that area to help out uh, both of these countries, especially in Africa and, and Brazil, they, they need our help. And uh, we want to respond to that and help them. Amen. So if you've got something to like to, just give Brother Barry a minute and uh, he'll make his way through. Let me say, we decided not to try to do the candy language afraid that uh, it would be an outbreak and first news to know too much of a gathering there and we don't want to jeopardize what we're being allowed to do. We are going to do it. We are going to do it the first chance we get to do it that they release us where we can gather together the way we should because most of them enjoy the actual uh, as, as much you know, the, the rain, the candy rain itself as getting the candy. So uh, we felt that probably the best thing to do. We did consider maybe trying to bag it, but decided that would do too much trouble because sure in the world, somebody would get, you know, one bag, somebody two, whatever. <laughs> nah, not really. We ain't worried about that. But uh, we felt that'd be the best thing to do the present time. So love you. We appreciate you. Thanks to each one of you for taking the time to come. Thank the Lord for holding the weather off for us that was able and allowed to have this service. If any of you got needs, you can text, call. Hey, it, you know, the virus don't mean you can't call. <laughs> so call us if you got a need, got a situation. Let us know. Get with my wife, myself, and uh, we'll be glad to help and to do anything that we can. Uh, for anybody that needs anything, you know anybody that's in dire need or something, uh, please let us know. We want to help and assist in any way we can. And that goes to anybody at this church or in, in the community. If there's something that we can help them, we, would, we want to do it. And uh, unless you bring it to our attention, we wouldn't know about it. But so we ask that you'll do that. We appreciate it so much. We do thank each one of you that come. Thanks to give thanks to all the guests that are here. Appreciate you coming, being in the service with us. We're going to continue to do this as long as they allow us. So if you don't have a place to go and you love to come, please come. Amen. You, don't, you can come and you don't have to get out of the vehicle. Uh, I told somebody this morning, I said, well, the bright side of this, that those that come, they can just stay in the vehicle. They won't get wet. You know, they put the windows up. <laughs> Amen. So it's, 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 it, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it helps us appreciate, uh, you know, who knows? We may practice this a few times throughout the year after all this is over with. It'd probably do us good to do one at night and eat a few bugs. You know, we've heard about it, but it's more like enjoying it, you know, and really experience it. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Have a great Easter. God bless you. Keep yourself safe this week. Pray for our nation. Pray for our world. Pray for one another. God bless you.